It's been written in the Bible that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's such a powerful phrase to say. And people will say, oh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. But is it true? Can we actually find strength from joy? I mean, can laughter actually change atmospheres? Can laughter break the bonds of something that is is trying to steal our joy? The joy is something that God gave us. And in fact, there are times that he sits in his throne and he laughs because he knows that the victory is ours. Well, our guest tonight is Martin Best of Worldwide Ministries, and he has such such a message of joy, and he wants to share it with you so that you can start walking in the joy that God is giving you. So welcome so much, Martin. Welcome to Touch by Prayer. Well, thank you, Lisa. And, and one small correction, it's Whirlwind Ministries. Oh, I'm like sorry. Tornado. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a whole story behind that one we'll share sometime. Oh, well, you know, since we're on the topic, go ahead and share it now because it sounds, well, so it's Whirlwind. Okay. Whirlwind. Back, oh gosh, uh, late 90s, I was attending a conference up in uh, Edmonds, Washington at Pastor Dan Hammer's church and Chuck uh, Pierce was speaking. Love him. Yeah. And this this lady got up and started prophesying that the whirlwind of the Lord would cover, you know, basically the entire nation from Seattle Northwest and would cover uh, the United States. And then about a few weeks later, we're doing a cleansing streams retreat down in Portland. And what we do is we take a page of the Bible and we would read it. And everybody had a page, we'd read it. And I got Nahum and it says, the whirlwind of the Lord. So I said, okay, you're trying to tell me something here. And so in December of 2001, I, I got the message we incorporated. And ever since then, I've been traveling, uh, in my other job, and in literate, I've got a map of my wall behind my computer screens here. I have been either over or in every state of the nation since the first word of prophecy was spoken. Wow. And so I kind of took it as a sign as a, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're just going to be covering the, and I had a lot of dreams and visions about whirlwinds. Mm-hmm. And so we just went from there. Mm, that's awesome. You know, one time, Martin, I was in the car and the Lord was talking to me. It was about when everybody was really talking about the weather, you know, mm-hmm. and everything was about weather. And the Lord said to me, he goes, they think with all their high tech equipment that they could predict the weather. He goes, don't they realize that with a flick of my finger, I can create a whirlwind? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, I, and it just kind of caught me back like, oh, yeah, that's true. So that's that. And I believe that a whirlwind is very powerful because it can start with just a flick of the finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been amazing because typically your whirlwind or tornadoes will start in the southwest corner of the nation and move to the, up to the northeast. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at it, this is basically completely different if you're going to start in the north northwest corner and move south. I'm going, okay, Lord, you, you just take it. We're just going to go with it and have fun. Wow. So now let me ask you a question, Martin. So you started your, your ministry so when, when did you feel like the, there was a shift in that instead of, you know, because I think there's, there's always been this, um, fi- I hate to say fire and brimstone because I know that's not you at all, but, but there have been like, you know, we're going to scare people into like submission. Mm-hmm. And so everything has just been like kind of sad and sorrowful. So all of a sudden, I, and I've noticed it lately that it's, it's become a lot lighter, that there has mm-hmm. been like this joy. When did you start to feel that shift? Oh, gosh, I probably um, 10, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember what you're talking about, because I was you know, saved in the Southern Baptist Church, you know, bless her heart. I was a lot of fun with the youth group at the time, but 
you know, we did this play called, you know, Left Behind, and we had all the music and all the <laughs> stuff, and we're, we're scaring people into salvation. And all of a sudden, and I think, I, I'll give Tyler Johnson really some credit and, and um, John Crowder for bringing this to the forefront of, you know, this is what we're called to be. We're called to be happy. We're, you know, we're, this is, and I've run into so many ministers, and, you know, bless their hearts, that has just been worn down and there's no joy left. And I'm thinking, there's something missing here. And so I just started focusing on that and just saying, you know what? Every day I have is a gift from the Lord. I might as well just enjoy it and have fun. Right. So can you kind of explain, like, there? okay, so there's joy. Like, there's joy in every day. Like, oh, yes, I'm so joyful, you know, yay. But there is something supernatural that can also happen, which is the joy. And when you get hit with the joy, it is it is unlike anything else that that you probably have ever experienced because it is it's a combustible laughter that just breaks out and actually feed and that's why I call it a fire because mm-hmm. it actually starts to feed and people start start to get hit with this joy where they're buckled over that they can't even breathe you know and they're hysterically laughing and they just don't even understand why yeah. You know, the first time I ever experienced that, um, I think it must have been about 2002, 2003, I was in a big healing conference in Spokane, Washington, being put on by the International Association of Healing Rooms. And uh, Don Potter was leading worship, just loved Don. And his wife, who I'd never seen or heard before, was basically interceding behind him. You know, and she's worshiping and stuff. And all of a sudden, she starts to sing in his voice, and about the best way I can describe it is like something out of Finding Nemo. <laughs> just like, I mean, and she's just going off and prophesying his voice. And all of a sudden, to my right, this this little giggle starts. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, it's it, it, it just like fire hitting dry timber. And it just swept across the room. And everybody's falling on the floor laughing and just crying because it's just, it was hilarious. The Lord was just having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And people were, waking, you know, were getting up after that and saying, Wow, you know, I, 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 I'm not hurt anymore. I'm not, I'm feeling, you know, people were set free. They were healed. It was just, it was just a blast of the Holy Ghost about the best way to describe it. And it just manifest in such complete freedom because, you know, quite honestly, we could, as church people, we can be way too serious. Oh, absolutely. I and, definitely agree with that. And God looks at us and says, seriously, lighten up, dudes. Yeah. You know, and, and this is what he does because, because he just comes in, just bam, it just happens. And I've been doing a lot of you know research on, on this. Uh, you know, you talk about the prison ministry, and something that just resonated with me. If if you look in John chapter fifteen, uh, starting in verse nine, it says, "You know, as the Father loved me, I've also loved you. Abide in my love." Okay, we get that part. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And here's where it gets fun in verse eleven. These things I've spoken to you that my joy, Jesus' joy, may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Mm. Think about it. And so it's like, bam, full of joy. And it's so much more than, um, you know, I like, see so you talk about the laughing, that, you know, that one manifestation. This, the joy of the Lord is like a supernatural force field, shield, weapon kind of thing. It just will take down strongholds with the joy of the Lord. I, I, and, you know, that's something that I didn't understand. Like, I, I went to my first prophetic conference back in 2000 and 
13, Mm -hmm. Voice of the Prophet. And we, my girlfriend and I, we were ministering to to someone. And all, all of a sudden, just, I just touched her and I said, the joy of the Lord. And I just smacked her and I literally got thrown. I got thrown and I, and I, and I had giggles and I was giggle and I couldn't stop laughing and so much so that I was even in the bathroom and I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> and of course, when you're trying not to laugh, cause it's a quiet, it's a bathroom. I'm waiting, I'm waiting my turn and I'm just waiting and you know, people are doing what they need to do and I'm in the bathroom and I'm literally trying not to bust a gut because I'm, I can't stop laughing. And this woman came out of the, out of the, the, the bathroom and she said, whatever you have, I want it. <laughs> and I said, okay, but can I go to the bathroom first? <laughs> you know, and I, and I was asking the Holy Spirit, I'm like, stop it. stop!" And the more I was, I was saying to stop it, the more it was coming up because I think that, that God is like, okay, this is something that is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just being silly. But it's actually, it's going to change, it changes people. So you, you started to talk about like your, the prison ministry. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of elaborate a little bit, like how you got involved in that? Okay, sure. Uh, A good friend of mine, Georgie Brown has been doing a ministry out there. Gosh, I don't know, at least 10, 12 years. About six years ago, uh, she asked me through a friend if I'd come out and speak at a revival they were having. It was a Saturday event. And I'd never been out there, so I had to go through all the background checks and stuff. And um, so I get out there, and God, it was just totally awesome. I mean, God just just moved in, in the way that people were speaking and how he touched and healed. And it's the, uh, the large women's correctional facility for the state of Washington. And so that started it, and I've been going out there um, a lot more often recently, but a couple times a month uh, going out there and helping out mainly in a support function, uh, because I'm the only man on the team, mm-hmm. which is uh, an interesting dynamic because I represent uh, to them a lot of what's wrong because men have caused them a lot of pain. And so God has taken that and turned it around and used it as a blessing to them to heal them in those areas. And I was just speaking last Tuesday, and it was, this topic was, Overcoming the giants in your life using God's secret weapon, which is the joy of the Lord. And I started sharing with them that this is their right. This is their inheritance. This is, sisters, you you can be happy because you're in prison. You're not happy very often. And so God reached right through the walls, right through their circumstances, and just started blessing them. And I had a blast. You know, I, I get up there and I tell folks, you know, I introduce myself. Hi, I'm Pastor Marty. I'm a whackaholic. <laughs> and they look at me and, you know, one sister says, is that a good thing? Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I get there and I'll, and I'll pull a, what I call a John Crowder. I'll have a small glass of vodka. <laughs> and they look at me like, and I get whacked. I mean, I just, I'm just totally really falling down laughing. Just, I was just so overcome by the presence of God. Mm. And it's just so transparent and it just, and it just flows. It's like, you know, um, uh, Bill Johnson says, you know, he'll go into Walmart there in Reading and he'll just be standing there and the joy of the Lord just flows out of him and touches the people around him. And, you know, that's what I kind of bring. It's just that, that, that I, I've had so much stuff in my life that 
Every day is a gift from him. It's just so the joy says, hey, hey, I'm here to help. What can I give you? And I find that when they see the joy, which wipes out despair, wipes out the spirits of depression and anguish and all this other stuff and anxiety, then they can understand that how much God loves them because they're getting his joy. That's beautiful. And think about it. Like they, when you are put, especially if you've done something that you're now in prison, like when was the last time you laughed? Mm-hmm. Like when was the last time you really chuckled and just like a kid, you know how like kids get into the silly giggles mm-hmm. and they, it's kind of the same thing. But when's the last time, especially if you've, if you've done and you've experienced such hurts and such betrayal and, mm-hmm. and you know, or, or you've been put into situations where you've had to make choices <clears throat> that weren't the best. Mm-hmm. There must be so much sadness. So when that joy hits them, it must be like a breath of fresh air. Oh, it, it is. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to be either in a jail or a prison ministry. I mean, the, the darkness in the places is omnipresent. It's just there. Wow. And, you know, you've got people in there who have done horrendous things. And these women come out of that place and the joy, you know, they're just contagious. People see the light that's in them. Mm. And it just begins to permeate where, you know, it just grows and grows. And, and my desire, my, I believe the Lord's desire is to turn this whole thing in, in, on, the, on its ear for him. I agree. And imagine what it's like, you know, hi, I'm with the parole board. Oh, yeah, well, we're going to release 3,000 prisoners today because they've all been full of the Holy Ghost for the last year. They need to be free. <laughs> they, need to, they need to go spread this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, Jay Inslee, uh, we're going to let these people free, you know, just mm. free to governor right out. But That's even cool. so... I, lo- I look beyond the walls because you'd like when Jesus healed the centurion's uh, servant. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably somewhere across Jerusalem and he didn't have to. I look at it and I speak into these lives, this joy stuff, so that they can speak into the lives of their children, of their families who are either estranged from them for whatever reasons, but they can begin that healing process right where they're at. And it's just, it's just absolutely amazing to see what God, you know, God is doing. Well, you know, when, when you start to minister to somebody and the Lord starts to reveal stuff, and, and the only reason that, that God reveals stuff to somebody is to help pull them out of it. Mm-hmm. It's not to condemn them and it's not to embarrass them or humiliate them, but it's to truly set them free. So when I start like talking to someone and I start to get like their stuff and then I, then I start laughing and it's serious stuff, mm-hmm. but you start laughing because it doesn't affect the father. Mm-mm. Like their stuff doesn't affect the father. And when, when somebody can actually laugh at something that's so serious and, and something that they think is just so unforgivable, but yet their father's laughing at it saying, oh, honey, this is nothing. This mm-hmm. is nothing. Th- please. Like, I don't worry about this. Well, and it shares how God looks at people. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day. You're a good friend of my Northwest prophetic. I've known him for years. We've played worship groups together and ministered small churches. And he came up to me one night and says, the Lord says you have a word for me. I looked at him and says, nah, don't have nothing for you. Uh-huh. But let's pray. So I held his hands and I sat there and I just started cracking up. And he goes, what's so funny? I says, well, here's what I'm seeing. You're standing there in this Bavarian outfit. You have the hat and the suspenders and the shorts and, you know, that, that look. You know, like, like you're going some kind of hike in the Bavarian mountains, you know. And I'm just, just absolutely laughing. 
He says, cool, God wants me to go to Germany. You just confirmed it. There you go. So you, because he, the Lord will even laugh about stuff he's calling you for. Mm. And that's, see, to me, when I get laughter or, or if, um, if all of a sudden I start giggling, I get the giggles, you know, from God, I mm-hmm. just know that's his confirmation. Especially mm-hmm. sometimes like I'll, I'll, I'll be talking and I, I actually do this on the show and it gets my husband. He's like, why do you do that? I'm like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Yeah. And he goes, it sounds like you're laughing at your own jokes. I go, it's <laughs> not me. I'm, I'm, it's just, I just said something and all of a sudden I start laughing. I go, Rob, it really isn't me. <laughs> you no, know? He, he, he's got such a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But we have, we be in the institutional church over the last couple, you know, several centuries, mm-hmm. we've created this image of God yeah. that is so wrong. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like the song, you know, he's a good, good father. Mm, I love you know? that song. Yeah. Ah, and you sit there and you think, okay, well, because I don't know, uh, I, I'd say probably 70 to 80% of the people I, I work with and minister to have had father problems. Dad's left or this, that or whatever, because we don't have a lot of homes that stay together. Mm. And so when God comes back and says, well, you know, I'm not, not really that way. You know, I, I, I'm a good guy. I give you that. And, and the, you, you go through the scriptures, you go through the joy, you go through these things. You're going, yeah, how do we get it wrong? And so God is using the joy sort of like a sledgehammer to start tearing down those walls of misperceptions. I think that's a beautiful way to, to really, like you just said, you know, there have been so many misunderstandings about how the father sees us, how mm-hmm. he wants to interact with us. And and if you think about it, if we're his kids, like he sees us as kids. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see us as grown up messes. <laughs> he sees us he sees us as kids. And what is one of the things that you love to do when you have a little kid? You love to make them laugh. You mm-hmm. love to bring joy into their life and to do things that bring a smile to their face. Well, you know, I shared them when we talked earlier. My wife and I have, well, she does all the work. I get to all the fun stuff. We've had a in-home Christian daycare for 26 years. Mm-hmm. So we get uh, little kids in here. And I, I, I love to speak in tongues over them because the parents think you're, you're t- talking baby talk to them. But you're talking to the spirit. And they're laughing. They're giggling. And we start dancing and jumping up and down. And that's like Father God with us. He'll speak to us so we understand. And he starts jumping up and down and singing and, and just having a good time and tickling us. My youngest granddaughter is five and she calls them uh, Papa Spiders. And I'll, and I'll run my hands up to her and I'll tickle her. She says, I don't want no Papa Spiders. Then she'll quit laughing and says, I want Papa Spiders. Because they 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 want it. Every yeah, I mean, think do. about they it. Want the, and they want that interaction with you. They mm-hmm. want father to tickle them. Well, also look at media. Let's just look at media. Mm-hmm. Okay, do people download things that are sad and well, sometimes, but most of the things that they share are the funny stuff, the yeah. silly stuff, the stuff that like makes you chuckle and 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 giggle. Because you know, let's face it, we, you know, there are a lot of sad things. Well, there are, and we tend to because the media, at least the the, the cable news and all that stuff, focuses it on the negative. Because as they used to say, if it bleeds, it leads. That's the media mindset. But in reality, God says no. You know, I, I was sharing with some friends. Um, I was a couple of weeks ago. We had a Saturday night uh, citywide worship service, 
And I had been in this church for, for some time. And uh, a good friend of mine uh, that I'd worked with who was going there who was suffering with, with cancer. And so they asked me to come up and I was praying over them. And I, once again, God gives me this vision. I just start laughing. You know, here, here's this guy, poor guy suffering. You know, he's in pain. His, his strength is gone. And it's, here I am standing in front of him just laughing. And he looks at me kind of quizzically and says, uh, the Lord says he wants you to know the, <clears throat> he has a joke for you. And he looks at me and says, yeah, what kind of, uh, do you know that Jesus was the first motorcycle rider? And he looked at me and says, what do you mean? He says, well, yeah. Jesus had a holy Davidson. <laughs> and his smile comes to his face and his good friend him and says, you didn't know he had a Harley, did you? I says, no, I didn't know he had a Harley. But God knew about it. So God tells him his joke about Jesus and the holy Davidson motorcycle. Speaks to him because he knows now that God knows what's going on in his life. Because God's speaking to him in a, in a joke and this guy's standing in front of him laughing. And it just changed his entire continence. Because here he was focusing on the stuff that he's been going through, but the joy of the Lord comes, and now he can focus in on the happiness of God, knowing him individually and what he's going through, and that God's laughing and rejoicing over him. And, you know, Kathy Walters, who has a ministry, she really talks about the joy. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I first experienced the joy, I wanted to know, like, what is this? <laughs> so I, I emailed her. And I asked her, what is this about? And she said it was an end time weapon. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very interesting that like you're out and you're speaking about this. And this is something that's like so passionate that, that this is like your, I want to say that's your platform because there is so much power in, in the joy. Mm -hmm. Because if, if God's not concerned about it, then really we shouldn't be either. Because it, it's not that he doesn't care, but if he's laughing, that means it's done. It's in victory. He wouldn't laugh if you were, if it was never going to be fixed. He wouldn't laugh because that's mean. He's not a mean right. daddy. So if, he, so if he's laughing, he's laughing in victory. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's another aspect too, because if you look at warfare, and I studied military history for years being in the service, is that if the enemy attacks you with despair and depression and all this other stuff, what's the best counterweapon? Joy. Yeah. You come right back with the opposite. And the enemy always says, okay, every time I bring this other stuff, I'm going to get counterattacked with joy. I'm not having any fun. And it begins to leave you alone. Because you've got so much of the joy in you and upon you that it's just like, not only is it a weapon, but it becomes a shield. Correct. Well, think about, you know, you know, when you were a kid, it's like, oh, the world's smallest violin is playing. I'm so sorry. You remember when you were a kid and used to do that to your friend who was sitting there having a pity party? Oh, yeah. Because what it would do is it would wake them up. They'd start mm-hmm. cracking up. You'd start laughing because, you know, here you are trying to pretend. But but what you were trying to say is like, get over it. Like, really? this is going to be OK. You're going to this is this is not so serious that it's going yeah. to to take away everything that you have. And I think that especially, you know, as Christians, as, as believers, we need to show the light. We need to show the laughter. We need to show the joy because everybody else who's walking in darkness is walking in despair and in hopelessness mm-hmm. and they're, and in fear. But if you're walking around with a big old smile on your face and everything's like, they either look at you like you just don't have a clue what's going on really? or how come they're mm-hmm. so 
at ease? How come they have peace? How come they have joy? Don't they see what's going around? Don't they see it? Mm-hmm. And I find these people on the, you know, the, of the abstract there that are, are running as fast as they can to get stuff. Mm. They're trying to, you know, equate that with happiness and joy and all this other stuff. And I look at him and says, what, what are you after? He says, well, I, want, I just want to be happy. Or are you happy? Well, no, I haven't found it yet. Okay. You've been chasing it. You got all these cars and these houses and stuff. He says, let me share with you one, one scripture. And they'll look at me. Well, okay. And I'll bring them to Psalm 1611. Where the Lord says, David says, you will show me the path of life. So I says, are you looking for direction in life? Well, yeah, okay. God will show you the direction of your life. And in his presence is fullness of joy. So that's what you're looking for. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I use that one scripture, the joy and the pleasures of God. It says, this is what you're running after. This is what you're searching for. But you didn't know it. And, and I, I let the Holy Ghost do the rest. And <laughs> and that's such a beautiful way to say, look, you know, especially, you know, the, there are some people who just have personalities that just, th- that I believe that God just uses the joy in, in such a big way. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it's their nat- it's who they are naturally. Right. But when they, when they get doused with the Holy Spirit joy. Well, now, now it's a whole different thing because now they become that it's almost like they're the fire starters. Now they're going to start spreading the joy, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that if somebody who has been really, really, you know, tired and beaten and everything, and they just don't have that, that joyfulness, there has to be a lot poured into them, but there, and, and also, you know, with the depression and stuff, there have been, there are so many kids who have so much depression. Yeah. And they're kids. Yeah. It's like, really? What? There's something that is starting to, to shift and to steal. And, it, and it's like the, the joy stealer. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. And we all know that that's, that's coming from the enemy mm-hmm. because of fear and all these other things. But see, God says, okay, so we, we see that people are on all these medications. Well, yeah, we medicate kids to heck. Yes. And so they're on these medications so that they can smile, mm-hmm. but it's not real. No, it, it, it's it's not. <clears throat> excuse me, it's not truth. It's it's almost kind of eerie in some mm-hmm. ways, and you feel bad for them because they're trying, but they just the the joy is just not there. And I truly think that that this next move of God is. Is like you've already started. Is really the joy is going to start hitting. I mean, how awesome would it be for like a news crew that was doing <laughs> something <laughs> to get whacked, you know, and get hit by the joy? Like, mm-hmm. come on! Like th- those are the things that I, I can see happening, mm-hmm. where where his power is shown in in such a a, a fun way. Well, and it goes back to, you know, I have a good friend of mine, I love her to death, and she says, you know, you are the king of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He says, you come up, you know, you pray for people, and you always come up with these really, really, really weird visions. I said, well, it's not me, it's God. Mm. And uh, as like when I was praying for somebody, he says, you know, God sees you as a double stuffed Oreo cookie. And they look at me like, well, one, they like Oreo cookies. I said, yeah, well, the double stuff is God. And you're just, this, just, you're full of God and you like this double stuffed cookie and then just visualize for them. And all of a sudden they just start cracking up, you know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and the, the one that started, matter of fact, they just got a, a message from her earlier today. 
had this sister coming into the healing rooms and she was just, you know, I hadn't met her before. But uh, the Lord says, I want you to give her a raspberry anointing. And I'm thinking, do you want me to do what? <laughs> so yeah, I want you to go over and give her a <laughs> raspberry anointing. So I walk over to her and I says, okay, you know, the Lord wants you. And I'm, you know, I'm trying really hard not to bust out gut laughing. Mm-hmm. And I uh, says, every time the enemy comes in because you've been struggling, instead of, instead of fighting him head on, just give him a raspberry. And I made the sound. And she looked at me like, you're out of your mind. I says, try it. So the next time I saw her I was speaking at her church, I looked at her and I did the raspberry thing. And she just fell on the floor laughing. And it has completely changed her. So a guy that will take the absurd and the foolish, make it into a joke, hilarious, get it into our spirit, and it changes us. You, you cannot not be changed once you have the joy of the Lord. It's impossible. Well, why do you think that the church has been so sad? Because that was something that the Lord really shared with me. He says, you know, the joy is coming because the church has been so sad. I think it's the historic structure. Like I've shared with some friends of mine, it's not that they're bad people. They just have had less than good teaching. Yeah, I agree. And I remember as a kid growing up in the church, uh, as a, as a, you know, preteen kid, you know, five, six, seven, and eight, you know, if you move or something in church, I'd go home and I would get a spanking. So we, we beat it out of our kids to have any kind of movement or any kind of thought process. And we reinforce it with rules and regulations and statements of faith and doctrine. Once again, it's not that we've got bad people, but we've got bad teaching. And so what has God been doing? If you read in a lot of different places, the number of people uh, like myself and you know thousands and thousands of others that have moved out of the institutional church and have found the church. And something I, I reposted, uh, I call it restoring the grid. And God has had us out of that church for a season, and now he's going to take us and put us back into that situation. And we're going to be so full of the energy and, and, and the dynamo power of God and joy that he's going to begin to change it by those who are coming back. Well, and, and, you know, a lot of people are, you know, so afraid of church. You, you oh, yeah. start talking to people about, oh, you know, well, oh, I know a really good church. And they give you that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like church has gotten like a bad name. Oh, it has. And so I think that if what you're saying is that if God is going to, he's brought people out to restructure them, to, mm-hmm. to give them different ways and different strategies, then he's going to send them back in to start changing mm-hmm. the church because he loves his kids. He does. And I always look at it, it's the total combined composite body of Christ. It's not just the people inside the denominations. It's not just the people outside. It's all of us. And we've got to come that common understanding of what God's trying to say, which is the joy and the love of God and strip away the pretenses and let him be God. Well, you know, Joyce Meyer says something. She goes, I've met many Christians that look like they've been baptized in pickle juice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. And, and she's like, where is your joy? Mm-hmm. Where is your happiness? Yeah, why would anybody in the world want to come in and, and sit there and look at people that, like you said, been pickled in pickle juice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I really want this. I could have more fun, you know, and, and back in the days of Promise Keepers, 
well, we'd go to these sporting events and scream our heads off for our team, but we won't do anything for God. We can't have no joy. Right. It's like, okay, so he's been building and building over the last 10, 15, 20 years. He's been building toward what's coming, which is a complete change of our, of our mindset. And it's the fact that he's father of God. He loves us. He wants to have fun with his children. And we need to get out of our head that we have any kind of control. And that we just have fun. Yeah. And, th- and I think that's the whole, that's the thing is that he wants us to have fun. Now, the other thing too, you know, I remember when I, I taught, when I first kind of started to, to walk closer with the Lord, <clears throat> I actually started teaching um, CCD, which is like basically Catholic, like um, Bible school. <laughs> and I never read the Bible. So, but, but God has a sense of humor, you know, and he said, you're going to do this. And what's really interesting is we were talking about how Jesus went to the disciples and he said, I'm, I'm going to make you fishers of men mm-hmm. and follow me. And I, and I said to the class and they were only first graders. I said, do you think that Jesus was boring? And they looked at me. I said, do you think that he just was all like churchy and he was, or do you think he was fun? Cause like, if he wasn't fun, would you like leave <laughs> everything that you knew? Yeah. Like Jesus had to be so much fun. He had to be. Mm-hmm. Because if he was so like rules and regulations and, oh, we can't do this and, oh, we can't do that. Like, wouldn't the disciples be at one point before they realized, you know, dude, man, he's not fun. No, this <laughs> is like, well, yeah, this we is have not the Pharisees the... or we have Jesus. I yeah. Mean, you know, one or the other. Exactly. And so when you, when you start to, because sometimes we have to step out and step out of the Bible for a second mm-hmm. and step into our, who we are, what we know what we know to be true because our, our instincts are we wouldn't be able to be with somebody who was a tyrant, who wasn't fun, who wasn't, you know, who didn't love these guys. He must've cut up and like played with them and just goofed with them and, and just shared such a bond mm-hmm. for in three years. Cause yeah. it was only three years he was with them. Yeah, you imagine when you started sharing in parables and they're thinking, Okay. And I was like, this, it, it dawns on him what he's saying. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, I mean, cause you can see Jesus smacking, you know, Peter in the back of the head. Do you get mm-hmm. it now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, know Gibbs and Denozo things. Yeah. 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 You know, but, but see that, and, and that's the thing too. Think about like everything that, that God does, right? Mm-hmm. If it's important, who takes it and tries to counterfeit it? Oh, the enemy. The enemy. Yeah. So he's done that with our music. Yeah. Okay. But he's also done that with laughter. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to give us crude stuff. And he's and, and it's interesting because my husband, he actually produced a television show of, of comedians back in mm-hmm. the 90s. Okay. So like the biggest and the best names from the eighties to the nineties, like we saw all these amazing, that's what we actually met was in a comedy club. So yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, that's appropriate. Isn't it fun? So, so like the two of us, you know, there's so, so all this comedy. Now we watch our kids and and we grew up, you know, with Jerry Seinfeld and uh, Rosie O'Donnell and like Sinbad. I mean, you know, some of these really great from like the eighties and nineties, comedians that were so funny that you would fall to the floor. We watch our kids and they, and they watch some of these stuff on YouTube and they're hysterically laughing. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, that's so not funny. What have we done to our generation? Oh yeah, we, we, we've completely changed what, what funny is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that, that is something that I believe is just like what we see in the natural, I believe happens in the supernatural. Oh yeah. You know? And so I think that like the fact that the joy is coming back and that it's really starting to hit, like it, it was, as I said earlier, when I was at um, the Voice of the Prophet in, in 2013, when I went back in 2014. Now, the difference was in 2014, there were pockets of joy popping mm-hmm. up throughout. Now, that didn't happen in 2013. I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. That just yep. didn't happen. But in 14, li- all of a sudden, it would like spark. It would be a little spark and there would be a bunch of people who start laughing, mm-hmm. you know, and then it would like catch fire over someplace else. And then there'd be another pocket over there. And, th- and if you were sensitive to the spirit, mm-hmm. well, you were, you were done because, <laughs> because as somebody else gets it, you start to trickle off of it. And then, then it's like, it's a done deal. So, and I just heard that like, there are some, there, there have been some uh, movements of God where everybody is like, like you said, that they're hysterically laughing on the floor. They mm-hmm. just, they just can't even get up. No, they can't. Well, and you know, it goes back to the question, why isn't it in the church? Well, for one of the reasons, we as past members expect to go in and have certain format, a couple songs, message, a couple songs, and out of there. You know, and the pastor doesn't want to lose control. I remember one time I was leading worship. And fortunately, I was blessed by having a pastor who was very attentive to the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, we just kept going, and we kept going, and we kept going for probably an hour and a half of worship. And people were just having a, a great time being in God's presence. But most of the people want to have that control. So when laughter hits, you know, it needs to start at the pulpit first, which is really nice, but often it doesn't, because they lose control. And I think that's where it comes down to is why it's been such a problem getting into the church is because of that historically taught uh, mandate, pastor-centric kind of control issues. And God says, well, let me help you understand this. Um, I don't care about that. I'm going to be there. I want to play with my kids. And we're going to have fun. And it's, once people become attuned to that and understanding that it's okay, then it just starts flowing. Like you said, you, one year you have very little, the next year you have pockets. More and more people are understanding that this is my right. I, I have a right to be happy. I have a right to be full of the joy. You can't take that away from me. And they start to share it. And all of a sudden people start understanding it. And all of a sudden this, this light comes on, like the old light bulb thing. And bam. And things are just change. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so hard to explain to somebody who hasn't been there, you know, who hasn't experienced it. But God says, I want to have fun with you. I want to have a blast. That's why I tell jokes. <laughs> right. Because it gets people, it gets, it gets them loose. It gets them, yeah. well, that's what Joel Osteen does. He starts off every single sermon with a little, just a, a you know, little joke. Mm-hmm. And it's just to get people to be like, relax, to start, you know, to let go a little bit, to, to yeah. smile, to laugh. But so let me ask you a question. Have, sure. have you come across people who when you try to, you know, like if the Lord says, you know, give them joy. Have you, have you run across people who are quite resistant to that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why do you think? Because th- that's kind of happened. And, and it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like trying to, hmm, it's trying to force feed 
<laughs> somebody, you know, is trying to force feed a child and their mouth is closed. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not going in. Yeah. No matter how many tricks you play with the airplane mm-hmm. trying to land in a hangar, that stuff ain't getting in there. Right. I, I, I think it's for a lot of reasons. One, they don't know it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. They haven't been taught that way. Uh, two, they feel guilty if they have joy because of the way they've been you know, raised. Well, I can't be happy. I can't be, I'm not entitled to that because I've been a bad person. You know, that kind of guilt mindset. And God has to come and say, well, you know what? I don't care about that. I just want you to be, and then what I do is if, if I'm not, um, if I don't see the ev- your evidence, then I just plant a seed that says, well, I'll tell you what, just pray on it. You know, just say, God, I know this is for me. Bring it to me. And wherever it happens, happens. Because, you know, quite honestly, some of the manifestations of taking a bad rap, you know, back in the, the Brownsville days, you know, people driving and being pulled over, being intoxicated because they're full of the spirit. So people just don't understand. It is, like it says, Jesus says, this is my joy that remains in you, that your joy may be full. I don't think I've ever heard that verse used in any message of any church I've been into in 30 years. No. Now, I, I just have to ask a question because something just popped into my head. Did they ever do breath, breathalyzers on the people from Brownsville? And yeah, just for, they did. For some... I mean, they're so... You know, I haven't... Because I, I've dealt with a lot of alcoholics, you know, and I know what it's like to be completely whacked. And right. you're sitting there and uh, like back that time I started, the first day I was preaching at the prison six years ago, I'm standing at the podium and I'm like a Heidi Baker. I have to hang on and falling down drunk in the spirit. Right. And people are looking at me, you're so weird. No, I am drunk in the ghost. Right. What do you mean? It says, well, it's just like on the day of Pentecost, they thought they were drunk. That's right. That's right. You know, it's, it's, it's a manifestation of joy. And you, 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 God has to do something to get past our mental defenses. And I remember the first time I was, we had some friends, we were just up praying in a local church. And we're just walking around praying, and, and Papa just smacked me upside the head. You ever get one of those messages that says, look, quit thinking so much, lays me on the floor, I'm there for 45 minutes in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and people are looking at me like, what is wrong with you, dude? I, 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 I just, that's the only thing I could get out of that. But why do people not want joy? It, it's, it's, it's beyond my understanding, because once you have it, it's have some, mm. and and I th- I think that's the thing is that you know I think that there are people. I, in fact, I think there are people who are listening right now who would love to be. They they they're like I want to feel joy. I mm-hmm. want to be happy. You know, there 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 must be a way. So, is there a prayer, or would you mind praying? Pastor Marty, just sure. to, um... you know, and this goes back to something I was thinking about is that, you know, what, what is a hindrance? So like you deal with healing and stuff, to, you know, Jesus never worried about it. He just, you know, Jesus was healing. He'd walk into room and people be healed. He didn't have this long prayer or nothing. And Jesus was, was joy, but we put up these mental mindsets. And one of the things that I only do it when Holy Spirit says to do it, because it, it's, but the best way to explain it is just completely draining uh, on my behalf because what God does is show me some of the pain mm. and the things that people have gone through 
that cause the hurts that keep them from receiving joy. Okay. And I mentioned this before. He says, you know, and I, and I just did something on Facebook the other day. He says, you know, as a man, men have caused so much pain in church and, and, and women and our sisters. And I just, when I started, especially like in the, in the women's ministry at the church, he says, you know, I'm sorry. I, I ask for your forgiveness for any pain, any abuse that a man has ever caused you. I want to break down those barriers. I want to stop that right now so that you can begin your healing process and you can receive the joy that God has for you. And so, Father, right now, we ask you, to all those who are listening, whatever barrier is standing between you and them in their mind, soul, or spirit, whatever it is, Lord, show them and bring a revelation that will allow them to understand that the joy of the Lord is their strength. Not only that, but you rejoice over them with singing and you rejoice over them with joy. And that the word of the Lord Jesus says himself that, that my joy, my joy, my joy will remain in you. In order to remain in this, Lord, we have to have it. So, Lord, I ask right now that everyone who's listening to this, this broadcast, you want the joy of the Lord, just look up and say, Lord, I want the joy. I want it, Lord, because I know it's my gift. I know you're my father. I know that it's your promise to me. I have not a clue how to get it. But Pastor Marty says, I can have it. You say I can have it. And it says, ask and you shall receive. So Lord, give me the joy. Right now, right where I'm sitting, right what I'm doing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I think that, you know, God is a good God. He's a good daddy. And he wants you to experience his joy. He wants you to be free of worry. That's one of the, the, the biggest things, especially like that, that I just really feel so strong is sometimes we worry so much and it's our joy stealer. It mm-hmm. just, it sucks us dry. And so I, I just really pray that if you said that prayer, that you just, you just start believing and receiving that, that God is going to just reach in into those places that um, almost like that have been dry with joy <laughs> and that he's going to just start pouring in and it's going to start to get wet and saturated and almost like ginger ale. It's just going to start bubbling up and you're, you're just going to start to, to feel this, this explosion within you that you're going to actually start to smile and you're going to actually mean the smile. It's not just going to be a polite thing, but yeah. it's going to be a, a true thing, you know? And I just want to speak prophetically sure. that, that verse from Psalm 1611 to over these folks. Absolutely. That you shall, the Lord will show you the path of your life. For those who are looking for it, God will show you the path. And in his presence is your fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures for you forevermore. So whatever you need, whatever you're looking for is right there in the heart of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That is awesome. That is so awesome. So um, just I just wanted to go back. If you guys have never seen any of the Brownsville revival, Google it. You can Google it. You can go onto YouTube. You can just put in Brownsville revival. And this is where the Holy Spirit hit a church in Florida. And it just, it just, it, it sucker punched them. <laughs> I oh, guess it did, literally. It's the best way to describe it. There were people who were falling. There were people who were like, 
laughing. There were people who were weeping. There were, and people were coming from everywhere, everywhere. And I just heard that that is happening again on mm-hmm. the, not too far from you in California. Yeah. Heidi Baker, not Heidi Baker, I'm sorry. Um, Patricia, um, King uh-huh. had, um, she actually had a conference and Joshua Mills was there and they, they were saying revivals breaking out. So there was all this, this stuff that was happening and it's, it's very interesting because Joshua Mills is heading to Florida. So he's going to be in Florida. So he's going to be bringing that anointing to mm-hmm. Florida. So it's, it, I believe that it, it's already starting to trickle, like you said, or, or whirlwind is starting to go from the Northwest to the Southeast. How about right. that? Does that make That's sense? That's, That's what you said. Yeah. Ah, so yeah. I remembered. <laughs> well, and, you know, it's funny because you talk about Brownsville and I'll give you my really short story. Sure. My wife and I were down in a conference in New Orleans. It was on a Wednesday. I had got out early and I says, Hey, you want to go to Brownsville? I didn't have a clue how far it was. Mm-hmm. So she said, sure, let's go. And so we get in the car and we find it's about three hours away. Mm-hmm. So we drive through uh, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi. We get there and it's about six o'clock. I says, yeah, we're here. She says, well, it's not a revival service. I said, oh, well, we'll just do a regular thing then. So we've driven so far. Mm-hmm. So we sit down and all of a sudden the place is packed out, you know, rafters kind of thing. And I go up for prayer. And this is the honest truth. I'm 6'2 and I weigh about 225. Pastor comes off, and I'm just standing looking for prayer. He doesn't touch me. Holy Ghost hits me, and literally, I fly backwards about three feet into the pew. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, God, you've got my attention now. Mm-hmm. Because I know he didn't touch me. I know no one touched me. And I know the next thing is, I'm in a pew. I'm thinking, wow. And this was in 98. So I know that God is, you know, he says, bam, I got your attention. I said, yeah. So ever since then, <laughs> it's been, okay, you got it. What do you want to do? Sometimes that's what it takes for someone like me yeah. uh, to, to be to be whacked about the best way to say it. Others come in different ways. So, so however God brings the joy to you is what I guess what I'm getting at is let it come. Mm. As many children as there's that many different ways. You know, Jesus didn't heal the same way. You know, you talk about blindness. Once he did mud and then the time he said to do this. So... Don't expect how the joy comes upon you to be the same way as it comes upon me or upon Lisa or anybody else, but just let it come Mm. and then let it flow. Because I can tell you right now, whoever's listening to this, there are people around you that need joy. And the only way they're going to experience that joy is if you bring it to them. I agree. Let it go. I definitely agree. And I, I just think that, um, you know, God is not a respecter of persons and what he does, what he does for me or what he does for Pastor Marty, he will do for you because he doesn't say, oh no, she deserves it. You don't. No, mm -mm. that's not who our daddy is. So so I think that, you know, what what Pastor Marty is saying that, you know, just receive it, just believe it. And, and sometimes, you know, you have to be persistent. Sometimes you have to be like that woman that Jesus talked about in the parables that bothered that judge day and night, night and day, day and night, night and day, until finally she got what she wanted. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to be persistent. Yeah. So, and I think that's uh, so cool. So can I ask you a question? What it, so what is your next? Because I know that you've been doing some ministering mm-hmm. in the women's prison, but I also know that you also did some ministering someplace else too. Well, I got a men's breakfast coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then what else is going on? 
uh, you know, I, I'm drawing a complete <laughs> blank. Um, I don't know. What am I doing? I don't know, but I think it's going to be fun and exciting. <laughs> it's going to be full of joy. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my life, you know, uh, I saw something, uh, a little meme on Facebook today says, oh, uh, so you work a 40-hour week. What's it like to work part-time? Uh, yes. You know, I'm up early. I go, and, and I don't stop. And so I play with my kids. But I know that God's got another overseas trip for me. I just haven't quite figured out where yet. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's back to Africa or back to China. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. We'll definitely have to have you come back and and talk about some of your overseas stuff. Because I also think that, you know, this was, and and, and just to kind of give you guys that are listening just a a little bit about God's humor. So, so, um, Pastor Marty and I never met. We, we've been kind of like on, on Facebook and we have mutual friends and acquaintances. And so, um, and the Lord really highlighted him. And he said to, you know, to bring, he was like, bring him to touch by prayer. So I, I messaged him, but I didn't know anything about him. Just nothing, absolutely nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, what are we going to talk about? Cause I didn't even know. And all of a sudden I heard the Lord say joy. That was it. And I've never, I've never spoken about like a done a show about joy. And the thing is, is that the joy, the joy of the Lord is one of my favorite things to talk about, but I've never, ever talked about it before on Touch by Prayer. So this was such a super treat to, to have you here and to have you share and for your prayers. And this has just been, this has just been such an awesome, awesome thing that, um, that God orchestrated. Well, he has, and I really appreciate the, you know, how God works these miracles. It's like when I got invited to Africa, I was at a conference and the pastor from Kenya came up, tapped me on the shoulder and says, hey, I want you to come to my conference and speak. And I looked at him like, who, me? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh What? What? Uh Yeah, it's like, so God will reach out and just touch you on the shoulder from somebody who doesn't know you. Yeah. And, 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 And he knows exactly what to talk about too. Oh, he does every single time. That's so cool. Well, this has been such a joy. <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And um, and this has just been so great. And if people would like to get in touch with you, do you have any like way for them besides Facebook to get in touch well, with we, you? Well, we have a website, worldwindministries.org. Okay. And uh, we have uh, our email address and contact information on there. And I've got some of the, the recent stuff the Lord has given me. Okay. There's still not always outreach, you know, even though everybody does a lot on Facebook, we, we maintain or I try to maintain the, the website. Yeah, which is important. And, and I just for if you guys haven't checked out um, some of the stuff that I've read that you have written has just been so, so good. So, so good. So spot on. So encouraging. And and just really like. Aha! <laughs> like it's it's like a, it's like the Oprah thing, you know, when you have the aha moment. Well, yeah. there were a lot of ahas that I've read in some of your your recent posts. Well, thank you. Yeah, they've just been so so great. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Well, thank you. I have enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not it's not so bad. No. You know? Yeah. We'll talk about God, my favorite subject. You know, we'll talk about the joy, my second favorite subject. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll share some stories and we'll share some laughter. So this has been so great. So if you guys want to get in touch with Pastor Marty, you can actually find him at worldwindministries.org. And you can uh, reach out to him, read his um, his uh, posts, his blogs. Now, do you have um, a book? Because I see a book. I don't know if you've written it yet or it's, uh, it's something that's... Um, 
Huh, you know, it, it's uh, <laughs> I've got this embryonic book that watch what I I, I wrote and it was kind of a little another short story. It's called The Coming Whirlwind of the Lord. Oh, there you go. And uh, I actually had a turned like a little pamphlet and um, I got it so funny. I was in D.C. again for some other meeting and I had it sitting there and the lady says, oh, that looks just like me. I said, what? Well, the, the black and the white whirlwinds and the storms and stuff. And so we shared and we've been friends ever since. Uh-huh. But it's, um, yeah, there's something coming. I, I, yeah. I, but, you know, it's going to be in his timing and my time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I definitely, I definitely saw a book. I kept wanting to say, and do you have books available? So I see not just one, but I, I do see more. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's the word of encouragement I need to get off my tush and get busy. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this that what you have to say and what you've been writing yeah. has been touching many. So you. you have you definitely have a message that needs to go out. And I and I definitely see that God is just using because I even see a pen in your hand. So um so I, I just encourage you because I, I believe it's time. Okay. It's definitely time because there's um there's a lot of people who need to have a different understanding of things that have been taught incorrectly. Does Correct. that Okay. That just came from, yeah, that, <laughs> that just came from him. Cause I was like, wait, did that even make sense? <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Okay, good. I'm glad that that makes sense to you because that's, that's what I feel. So it's going to be, it's almost going to be not instructional, but it's going to be, we're going to, we're going to uh, take out the bad and we're going to like, we're, it's almost like a deconstruction. Oh, that's good. So it's like a deconstructional. <laughs> So you're going to take out all the stuff that they learned that was like wrong and you're going to show them, oh no, we're going to reconstruct you and we're going to mm-hmm. teach you this other way because that's, that's what, um, because you're, you're very, you're, are you kind of scientific? Yeah. I yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm seeing. You're very scientific. Everything has to like, like jive. That's almost like numbers. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so there you go. So a little bit of laughter, a little bit of prophecy, a little bit of encouragement. Yeah, praise God. So thank you so much, Pastor Marty. This has been so much fun. And I, and I hope you guys have been blessed by this, this um, incredible teaching, because this is so important because God does not want you to, to live in sadness. And I almost feel like, isn't there a verse, Pastor Marty, that says to take off your, your, um, the clothing of mourning? And to put on the robes of gladness. Now you're going to pick my memories so I can shut <laughs> my computer down. Yeah, you just, where is it at? Oh, you go out with joy. Okay. okay. Yeah, so you, you, it says in Isaiah 55, 12, for you shall go out with joy. Mm. That's not a maybe. There you, you go. Shall, you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. And it says the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. Think about that. The mountains and the hills singing before you. That were to happen to me, I'd just be rocking. There you go. And then all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All creation is waiting for us to get our joy so they could have some fun. Amen. That sounds awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for... for just uh, tuning in. And I, and I hope and I pray that the joy hits you. I hope that you guys have enjoyed this as much as I have. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.